Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. Our vision is to extend and establish the influence of the kingdom of God by equipping the saints for the work of ministry. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Today, it's the first Sunday of the new year. Amen. Are you excited for what the Lord has in store for you? I don't know about you, but I'm excited. I've been excited ever since I've come to know the Lord Jesus. Life is worth living when you walk with the Lord. In introducing our theme for the year, I want to take you this morning to Exodus chapter 33, and we're going to read from verse 16 through to 19, where Moses, on the top of the mountain, has an intimate conversation with God. I know most of us, when we step into the new year, have resolutions, have goals, have visions, and dreams. But I have been seeking the Lord in order to obtain from Him a revelation for this year. The Word of God says in Proverbs chapter 28 that without revelation or prophetic revelation or vision, people cast off restraint or people perish. In other words, everybody does his own thing. But when we hear from God what He desires for us to do and the way He wants us to be, then we have that revelation in order to guide our decisions, our walk, our attitude, our behavior. And without that prophetic revelation, people usually walk around in circles. And so as I sought the Lord, like I do every year, now I believe this is not just for me, but I believe it's for my household of faith. And if you're part of this spiritual family that's called Alpha and Omega, whether you are here, whether you are abroad, because we have family abroad as well. I believe this is the desire of the Lord for us this year. And in reading this, I want you to pay special attention. In other words, don't take this casually. This is God's Word for you for me, for our family. Let's read from Genesis 33, verse 16 through to 19. For wherein shall it be known here, Moses is talking to the Lord, that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said to Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, that's Moses, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, 
I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. The word beseech means to implore urgently. This was not a casual prayer or a casual request from Moses. Just think for a moment. Here is a man who has seen the demonstration of God's glory, God's power, manifested in such supernatural ways that no man has ever seen before, Moses, but his heart continues to hunger and thirst for more of God. Isn't that amazing? He has seen so much. He had experienced so much. He had seen the power of God and the glory of God manifested in such awesome ways, parting the Red Sea, striking down the Egyptians, rescuing three and a half million people from the strongest and most powerful nation on the earth. And his heart continues to still hunger and thirst for the glory of God, for the manifestation of God's glory. And when he requested that from God, the Lord responded immediately and he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you. That tells us one thing, that in God's mind, His glory and His goodness are one and the same. When we cry out to God, show me thy glory, what are we asking? We are asking for a manifestation of God's goodness in our lives in every sphere of our lives and our loved ones. And that is our theme for the year. We beseech thee, Lord, show us your goodness, show us your glory, that we may demonstrate your goodness to the world that we live in. When God shows up with his goodness, you know it. That goodness can be manifested in so many ways, in healing our bodies, in delivering the captive, in healing the brokenhearted, giving sight to the blind, manifesting His goodness in your financial affairs, in His provision, in His divine protection. That's the goodness of the Lord. And so my one passionate desire and prayer for all of us this year is that we break into new dimensions of faith. For what purpose? So that we may experience a greater manifestation of God's goodness in our lives and in the lives of our loved ones. Now, in praying about this prayer and this desire, Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty four, who can repeat for me what Mark eleven twenty four says? Anyone? You should know this verse off by heart. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Jesus is speaking, whatever you desire, 
when you pray, believe that you receive and you shall have them. Did he put any limits on that? When he says, whatever you desire, when you pray, that tells me that we ought to pray our desires and not our problems. What do you desire? He says, whatever you desire, when you pray, you believe you receive. When do you believe you receive? When you pray, not when you see it. And if you believe you receive when you pray, then you shall have it. That's the way the kingdom of God works. Is not seeing and believing, is believing then seeing. Amen? Jesus said to Martha, did I not tell you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Believing comes first. Seeing comes afterwards. Now, in praying about this desire and prayer and meditating in the Word of God, I have discovered to my surprise that this very desire is not actually my own. It is God's desire. You know, the Word of God says, when we delight ourselves in the Lord, He does what? <laughs> he gives us the desires of our heart. In other words, His desires become our desires, and His will becomes our will. That happens when we delight ourselves in the Lord. That happens in intimacy with the Lord and fellowship with His Word. We are immersed into His will, into His desires, and into His mind. Isn't that a blessed place to be? Jesus said it this way. In John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, He said, how do you abide in the Lord? by being born again. If you're born again, you are in Christ. And Christ is in you. So if you abide in me, Jesus said, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. Not what God's desires, what you desire. You know, I, I grew up in the Orthodox Church and it was wrong in that tradition or in that religion to desire anything. You, you just accept whatever God gives you. It's what God's will for you, not what you will. Well, I recall we had that, that conversation with uh, our loved ones many years back. We had two girls and we desired a boy, my wife and I. And when I, I started sharing with our family, they were not born again. My goodness, did we receive some... Uh, <laughs> some persecution. No, 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 no. you got to accept what God gives you, not what you desire. Yeah, but Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, whatever I desire when I pray, believe that I receive and I will have. <clears throat> Religious tradition has taught us, no, 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 no. It's what, it's what God desires. Well, I've come to find out that very often my desires are the very ones that God desires for me. When you immerse yourself in the Word of God, when you walk in a close, intimate relationship with the Lord, the Lord puts His desires on your heart, and they become your desires. Many people cannot differentiate between the two. They think it's their desire, but it's actually God's desire working and living within you. 
And many times God speaks to us through the desires of our hearts. You have this passion, this desire. That's how God speaks. Amen? So when you delight yourself in the Lord, He gives you the desires of your heart. Our prayers be, line up with His prayers. Amen? Our dreams are His dreams. And our pursuits in life is what He pursues. What a wonderful way to live your life here on this earth. Amen? Walking in the center of God's will, and not because you have to or because you've been told to, but because you delight to do His will. The psalmist said in Psalm 40, I delight to do your will, O God, for your law or your word is within my heart. When God's word fills your heart, then you delight to do His will. It's not religion, it's relationship. Are you with me? What a life. Wonderful life. And so, God has made it clear in His Word that He has reserved great goodness for those who revere His name and obey His Word. Not just goodness, but great goodness. And I'll prove it to you. Psalm 31, verse 19. Would you please put it up on the board? Psalm 31, verse 19. The psalmist said, Oh, how great is what? Your goodness. Your goodness. The Bible says it is the goodness of the Lord that leads us to repentance. Not the harshness or the anger or the wrath or the judgments. It is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And the psalmist says, Oh, how great is your goodness, which you have laid up for those who fear you, which you have prepared for those who trust in you in the presence of the sons of men. Isn't that wonderful? Are you excited about this, or am I the only one who's excited? I know God has reserved for me. He laid up for me, he says, Great goodness. Not just goodness. Great goodness. And all through the 42 years that I have walked with God, I have seen His goodness in my life and in the life of my family. But He has more than what I have seen and what I have experienced. And the wonderful thing about it is that God desires, He delights in showing up His goodness in our lives. He wants to show you how good He is. Why? So that you can be a demonstration of His goodness to the world around you. So that when people see you, they will be attracted to the God you serve. Amen? When they see your families in order, when they see your relationships are in order, when they see your finances are in order, when they see the goodness and the blessing of God in your life, they will be attracted to the one you serve. That's why God wants to show you His goodness. Not just for you, but for those around you. Amen? 
Now, Isaiah 64, verse 4, confirms this promising that God has great things prepared for us. Isaiah 64, verse 4. For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard, nor perceived by the ear, nor has the eye seen any God besides you who acts for the one who waits for him. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul said it this way. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. I know I'm giving you a lot of verses, but the Bible says, by the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word will be established. We can't just take one scripture out of the Bible and make a doctrine out of it. Amen? We must let the Bible interpret the Bible. And so I'm giving you more than two, more than three. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul said it this way, in Philippians 4, 19, and my God shall do what? shall supply all your need according to this world's economy. If the economy is good, we're good. Economy is bad, we're bad. Huh? If there is a recession, oh, maybe not. No, it's not, it's not saying according to this world's economy. According to what? To His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Riches in glory indicates that there is a reservoir, a vast and a large supply laid up and reserved for you and I. God is waiting for you. When are you going to wake up and start believing that? When are you going to wake up that your God is rich and He has an abundant supply for your every need, not just for your need, but for the need of those around you. That's why God wants to bless you, so that you can become a blessing. Amen. The Apostle Paul again said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 2. I'm giving you actually four scriptures. But, verse 9 and 10, as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things. Say things. That's not just natural. That's not just spiritual. Because we're not just spiritual beings. We are natural beings. We are spiritual beings. We are emotional beings. So when he's talking about things, he's talking about the, the entire Things that we need to live a godly life. Spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, relational, financial. Things. Which God has prepared for those who love Him. Do you love Him? Of course you do. Otherwise you wouldn't be here, would you? Amen? But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. The message translation says it this way, no one has ever seen or heard anything like this. Never so much as imagined anything quite like it, what God has arranged for those who love Him. Wow. Wow. Oh, I pray that our minds be renewed 
according to the word and to the thoughts of God. So often our minds limit us. We think too small. We believe too little. And I honestly believe that many times we disappoint the Lord. You know why? Because we ask for too little. We believe God for too little. There are no limitations from God's side. The limitations are on our side. And unless we have a renewed mind and we begin to think like God thinks, our mind will always trip us, the unrenewed mind, the natural mind. This is not a natural book. You cannot approach it with a natural mind. The Bible is a spiritual book for spiritual people. Amen? God has always been good to us. But now, this is what I'm hearing in my spirit. He desires to manifest His goodness in a greater measure than ever before. Then you ask the question, why now? Well, I believe because we have gone through some things, and because of it we have grown, we have become wiser, more mature, and I believe that we can be trusted with much more. That's why. God endeavors to outdo himself in every generation. He loves to bless his people. He loves to show up and manifest his goodness and his glory and his presence in your life, in my life. The question is, are we ready for it? We spent a few months in the last year teaching and preaching on being prepared for what God has prepared for you. Are we ready for it? Are we expecting the goodness of God to show up in your everyday lives? Or are you going around negative and everything you see is dark and you go by what you see in the natural rather than by what you see by faith? That's why we need spiritual vision. We need to see beyond this natural world, beyond the circumstances, beyond the evil that is so prevalent in our world today. We need eyes of faith that see into the realm of the Spirit and see the wonderful things that God has prepared for His people, for the church, and for the nations of the world. Amen? We need that. Lord, give us eyes that see. I believe this is one of the most needed things in the church today. Eyes that see and ears that hear and a heart that understands God, His ways, His will, His desires, His thoughts. You, when you see, you live in another realm. You're not beneath anymore. You are from above and you're looking down rather than from beneath looking up. It's a matter of perspective. It's a matter of attitude. What are you expecting God to do for you this year? What is your dream? What are your expectations? What are your desires? Seeing that we have such an awesome God who says, I desire, I delight to show up and manifest my goodness in your life. Amen? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, I don't want to go too long today because I want to continue on this theme because there's a lot of people not here today. So, 
God is able, Ephesians 3 says, God is able and willing to do exceedingly, notice the words that the Spirit uses, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, that's beyond our imagination or our thoughts, but it is according to the power that is at work within us. What does that tell you? That tells me that that power that is at work within us regulates the manifestation of God's goodness in your life. God cannot do beyond the level of your faith. That's how he set the system up. Jesus said, according to your faith, be it done unto you. That's what he said to the centurion. He came seeking healing and deliverance for his servant that was dying. And Jesus said to him, according to your faith, as you have believed, let it be done unto you. Did he say that? He said to the woman with the issue of blood, she suffered for 14 long years, went to all of the physicians, could not cure her, spent all of her money. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. But she came to a point in her life where she heard the good news and she believed. And Jesus said to her daughter, thy faith has made you whole. So who regulates the blessing of God in your life? You do. I do. It's according to my faith. When I believed God, there was just a handful of people a number of years, many years ago for this building. They looked at me, they thought I was crazy. Where are you going to find the money? And I would declare and believe that God will give us the finest building and he will give it to us debt free. They didn't believe it. Those who didn't believe it, they're not here today. But I believed it. It's according to your faith. So it's time we stir up our faith. And to be honest with you, there is no greater revelation that stirs up the faith of the people of God than the revelation of the goodness of God. Amen? And we're going to leave it then, continue next week, next Sunday. I don't want to rush through this. Our theme for the year, we beseech thee, Lord, show us thy glory. And when we're saying, show us your glory, what are we saying? Demonstrate your goodness in our lives so that the world around us may see how good, how kind, how loving, how forgiving, how passionate you are, and how long-suffering you are toward us. So that we, can, we may show to the world, this is the God whom we serve, that God is good all the time, and He delights to bless His children. Show us your glory, Lord. Let this become your prayer. And not just a casual prayer. Put some passion in it. Put some heart in it. Say, God, I desire, I long to see the manifestation and the demonstration of your goodness in my life, in my children, in my family, and in the world that I live in. Show up, Lord. 
and let people see how good you are, how forgiving, how kind, how loving, how patient, and how long-suffering. Amen? We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.